stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, the city of Calgary, or the Calgary Police Service, that is, moving forward with body cameras for officers. And in fact, Calgary seems further ahead, much further ahead than in any other major city uh, in Canada. Uh, so this week we learned that this, uh, the police have selected a, a supplier, Axon, is going to provide these cameras. By the end of this month, 100 cameras will be worn by officers, primarily in District 1, I believe. We'll have another uh, 150 cameras going out to officers after that. So from, from the CPS perspective, they see this as a way to collect evidence, enhance transparency and public trust, officer accountability, but also protecting officers from unfounded allegations and also to help de-escalate situations. Staff Sergeant Travis Baker says the policy is going to be that, that officers record all interactions with the public. And in fact, the way these devices are set up, they can actually go back 30 seconds prior to, to being turned on. Uh, in policy, we've dictated that the officers will video all interactions with the public, uh, whether it's talking to a witness or an offender or whatever they deal with. Um, there's a pretty strict retention policy in place that, that governs how long we'll keep the videos for. Uh, the benefit of having that 30-second jump back in the video is that uh, you never really know when something's going to happen. If they hit the camera, they automatically get a 30-second buffer back. Now, another point here is that when it comes to, to video being deleted after the fact, that there wouldn't be any way for officers themselves to do that. So, pretty robust system in there. Uh, there's no way that an officer can delete the video or change the video. Uh, it's, it's sent into a database, and as a matter of fact, if they inadvertently record something, uh, leave the camera running where they would want the video to be deleted, they will have to contact the body-worn camera unit. But you cannot delete the video yourself. All right. Well, joining us for some thoughts on the uh, effectiveness uh, of this approach, what we should expect to achieve by going down this path. Uh, Eric Lamming joins us, doctoral student in criminology at the University of Toronto. He's done a lot of research uh, on this particular issue. Eric, thanks for joining us here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so Calgary's rolling this out in a major way. Uh, like I alluded to earlier, I mean, it seems as though most other Canadian cities are, are nowhere near this point. Yeah, not yet. Uh, we're seeing in the past few months, actually, a few uh, smaller services across Canada have uh, adopted the technology. Uh, Calgary is by far the largest service that has committed to adoption. Toronto is still looking at it, probably a couple years away. And then uh, Durham Police, which is one of the larger services in Canada as well, and Ontario uh, they're doing a pilot project right now, but that's going to be over a year long pilot project. And we could not really know anything about their adoption plans until 2020 as well. So Calgary is ahead of the game in, in terms of large services. Why have police forces been slow to, to adopt this? Yeah, there's probably a lot of reasons why a lot of the services they're going to give, why they're not adopting them. I mean, the research still isn't really at that point yet to to determine the the effectiveness of this technology. I mean, there's a lot of research coming out in the U.S. and the U.K. uh, that shows some mixed results, uh, but they're studying uh, very specific outcome measures in in the research. So whether it reduces use of force, complaints against police, those are easy easy measures to study. In Canada, there hasn't been an independent, empirical, you know, randomized control trial of this technology from any police service. It's usually internally done. Uh, They're kind of looking at you know, wait and see approach. Put them on officers, and we'll we'll collect the evidence, the data, and we'll look at at what what happens later on. 
Uh, so we really don't know how effective they are in Canada. And, you know, policing is different up here. So mm-hmm. I, I think we need to, to really slow down. And that's what a lot of police services are doing. And, again, they're costly. Uh, we don't really know how much Calgary is spending on this. I haven't seen anything the contract that they signed with Axon. So there's a lot of things that go into the adoption process. And, you know, police, police uh, superintendents, uh, chiefs of police, police boards, you're just seeing them kind of wait and see on other services and, and to maybe see if the technology is going to mature a little bit more before they, they choose to adopt it. I mean, do, but do we have any evidence to suggest that this leads to either officers themselves or members of the public you know, being on their best behavior as a result of this technology. Well, yeah, there has been research in the last few years that that has that has suggested it does decrease illegitimate use of force. Uh, it, it there's overwhelming evidence actually that it decreases uh, citizen complaints against the police. And, you know, it, there could be many alternative explanations for that, but it, it's showing or suggesting suggesting anyway anyway that it's. Uh, it's civilizing behavior between officers and the public. So in a way, there is evidence to suggest that. In Canada, you know, there's not a lot of problems with use of force. There's there's obviously cases and, and incidents that, that occur, but we're nowhere near the, the level as we see in the U.S. So we're looking at, you know, the usefulness of this technology in other aspects, not necessarily to decrease use of force, because a lot of smaller services are, are adopting this technology. They don't have these problems. They don't have complaints against police problems. Uh, so they're looking at maybe what else can this technology be useful for and you know, a collection of evidence, officer efficiency, those kind of things are, are what they're looking at right now. Are there privacy concerns? The privacy, yeah. Uh, you know, the, uh, the Privacy Commissioner of Canada came out with uh, guidelines back in 2015, uh, just kind of suggesting if, if, you know, officers are, if services are going to adopt this technology, you should look at all, all of these best practices. Um, but really, we haven't been, we don't know enough yet because, you know, it's still new in Canada. We don't know how, you know, how private people are going to be on the cameras. We don't know if, you know, it's assumed that everyone, bystanders, if they're caught on camera, they're going to be uh, taking out by editing. So we know that for a fact, but we still don't know about access to this technology. We don't know getting to getting video we don't know if the media is going to be able to get the video we don't know if the police service are going to release the videos so there's a lot of unanswered questions and it's kind of a wait and see approach for that as well which is kind of concerning in a way because privacy is a huge issue but i mean the other side though is that there's there's a lot of recording that's that's going on in society and you know all of us uh, we all carry cameras around with us on our smartphones so any kind of police interaction if there's bystanders you could have any number of people already recording that Definitely, and that's that's a plain fact that we see more and more nowadays. Um, so I think from the police perspective, it's it's going to help them get stories straight, uh, and that's why we're seeing maybe complaints decrease against officers in, in a lot of different jurisdictions in the U.S. Um, but again, we also have to be mindful that you know this camera, the cameras are going to be on the officers, so you're only seeing their perspective. You might get a little bit more of the story, a little longer story, because, you know, a lot of the video that we see from bystanders, you're only getting kind of the tail end of the incident where it really, you know, ignites. Uh, but with, you know, these cameras on officers, they have that loop, 30 second loop before when they press play or record. Um, so we're going to be able to see more of what's transpiring before an incident's occurring. Uh, so, but again, we're only seeing one perspective and that perspective can be very not objective, I guess, in a way. In terms of the rules uh, around 
how and when these cameras are turned on or off, what happens with, with the video after the fact, how long it's held for, who's, who's responsible for deleting, uh, all of these kinds of questions. Uh, how important is it to have clearly defined policies so that, that the public has faith, at least, that, that there is that transparency? It's very important. I mean, policy is where everything starts, right? Uh, and then you can go back and revise it if, if you need to. And we're seeing that kind of going on right now. There's a lot of issues in, in some U.S. jurisdictions with policy problems. Uh, and it's a work in progress, and it's always going to be. In Canada, uh, I remember Calgary released the policy back in 2012 or 14 when they, when they initially started uh, with the adoption process. And it, it seemed like a decent policy at the time. But again, it's going to have to be revised over time when, you know, different issues might come into play. Uh, but you need to have clear guidelines and, you know, make them public so the, the public is aware of them. Um, you know, people are always going to debate on whether the camera should be rolling 24-7, right? Uh, most policies do not have that. It's only when an officer is going to a call or they're maybe taking a witness statements or something. Um, so it, it's very, it depends on the service. But in most cases, it's, you know, when the officer is dispatched to a call, they're going to turn the camera on. And when the, the, the scene is clear, they're going to turn it off. Yeah. And then it's usually with Axon, so it's a, a cloud uh, service. It's going to be uploaded in the cloud, uh, and they can only access it. Only certain people will be able to access that that data and that those videos. Even though Calgary's past the the pilot project stage, th- this almost seems like a pilot project because now other cities that aren't quite at this point yet, I guess they'll be watching Calgary pretty closely, won't they, to see how how this works and and what issues maybe need to be ironed out. For sure, and I mean Calgary is a great case example. You know, they started a pilot. They're one of the first services in Canada to begin a pilot back in 2012. Um, so it's been like, what, six years now, and they've had issues with the first manufacturer having an is- other issues with just, you know, deploying the cameras. So it is a, it, they do set kind of a standard for a lot of other services across the country. Um, you know, Calgary can be seen as a little, you know, progressive in a sense that they're doing this um, before a lot of services are, are doing it as well. Um, but again, it, there it is an expensive investment, and if the police service cannot make a case for needing the technology, Right now, I mean, there's a lot of other budget constraints that you have to go through. And you know, this, if this is so costly, we don't, again, the, if you're signing a five-year contract with these, uh, this corporation or these manufacturers, it's a lot of money in, in long term. And really, if you haven't studied them extensively, you know, Calgary has been through this process in a way, so they kind of know right now. But still, there's a lot of unintended consequences down the road that you're not, you're not sure about. And that's why a lot of services are, are taking that wait-and-see approach, which is, I think, smart to do. Yeah. Some important points. Eric, thanks for making some time for us here today. Appreciate the insight. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Uh, Eric Lamming is a doctoral student at Criminology, University of Toronto. has done a lot of research on this particular issue. As he said, I mean, there, there's, there's questions on, on all sides of this. It'll be interesting to see what the experience uh, here in Calgary is like. So 100 uh, of these cameras will be uh, in place on officers by the end of this month with another 150 to come after that. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.